0: I was talking to my wife the other night and we were thinking how, you know, every year on Hanukkah, it's like a rat race, you know, between you have the shul party and the other shoals party and the kids party and the school party and like every, every thank God, it was, and it's usually a little bit challenging, you know, trying to get to every uh, party and you have so many latkes and so many donuts and and this year, you know, I thought about it ahead of time. I didn't want to have any, you know, uh, unrealistic expectations. I mean, you know, we knew there weren't really going to be any live parties, except for thank God with our, uh, you know, in, in our house. And, you know, our, our, thank God we have a number of kids at home. But uh, I figured, you know, it's a time people sing together. It's a time people try to inspire each other and just see each other. And and uh, we're not having that. So I figured uh, we do a little Zoom. And uh, we light the menorah together and uh, share a few ideas, sing a few songs on on Zoom. My experience I know from Magba Omer was that you don't merge the singing. You have one person singing and one can sing by themselves and have yourself on mute. So uh, let's uh, slide. Let's There's actually a special mitzvah to light when other people see. In fact, the last night of Hanukkah is a special name for it, Zos Hanukkah, which means this is Hanukkah, and that means that it kind of brings all the days together, and eight, eight means ab- above nature, so eight is the culmination of nature, and tonight's the eighth night of Hanukkah, and uh, so I'm going to do it. Here we go. Never lit backwards, in I hope there's no, uh, I think there's no uh, fire alarms in this, in my office. Okay. Here goes. Baruch ato Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kiddish Anu De Mitzvot Sob V'tzivanu La'alegner Shalchanu Baruch ato Adonai Eloheinu Melech She'asani simlamoseinu Bayamim HaHein azman hazan ay rasad anachnu fiy madhiki ala nise mi ala nafas ala tishu as fi ala nafas aziz ala basainu azman hazan Aga de coan, argued the Hoshim. The Hoshmonas, you make shame. Bohem you know we sing these songs every year we sing them every night and they're really they're very 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 deep songs and as and every year i try to maybe learn one more line and then you know hopefully by the time i'm 120 uh I will uh, actually know what the song means. so there's one interesting uh, idea I learned this year, and I really thought it was really, really powerful. and maybe we can uh walk away, you know they say um hanukkah the 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 uh, energy in the days of Hanukkah really has been around since creation. And the way Jewish history works is that throughout different points in time, Hashem tells us what the energy of a day is. So about 2200 years ago, Hashem decided it was important for us to know what is the energy of these eight days. And one of the energies of these days is the idea of going above nature. Now, in the 21st century, I think we all can agree that one of the um, most unnatural things is to be present. To be absolutely present, right? To not have notifications, to not have distractions, right? And if you notice in this song, we said, in Hebrew, we said, a, a we reference a law, which is interesting. Why are we referencing the laws? What's the law? It says, the We have no permission to use the candles. You know, the rest of the songs about God's salvation, how we were saved. Why are we throwing in this pretty random technical law that you're not supposed to use the candles? Now, what that means is that, of course, you're supposed to stare at the candles. But let's say, you know, today we have lights. But it used to be, back in the old days, they didn't have lights, that a person could say, you know what? I'm going to save money. I'm not going to light my lantern tonight. I want to read. I'm going to read by my Hanukkah candles. So the law says you can't do that. So why are we throwing that in the middle of, of the song? It seems to be a technical uh, detail. Uh, who cares? So I saw from a Hasidic Rebbe a beautiful idea. Why can't you use the candles? Because you know what you're supposed to do when you're looking at these candles? Nothing. You're supposed to look at the candles... And allow all the positive, metaphysical, trans- transcendent energy, uh, supernatural energy, all the energy. And right now we we need so much energy. We need emotional energy, we need spiritual energy. We 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 need so much. And and if we if we would say imagine if we would light the candles by the menorah and right away start looking, you know. Looking, uh through our records and all our to-do lists so we're supposed to Hanukkah is supposed to help us do it in fact we have women on on the uh, on uh, online here as we know' it was a special mitzvah for women to be present present uh, during the uh, during the lighting of the candles so I thought that was a beautiful idea that I, that I saw and um, before we do the next song just wanted to say a famous thing, you know, the story of Joseph in the weekly Torah portion always comes out by Hanukkah. This year, most of the story is actually right after Hanukkah. But you know, Yosef, the story of Yosef's life is one of salvation in the blink of an eye. If you think about it, what 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 happens? He gets sold. He, you know, first, he thinks he's going to die. His brothers say he's going to die. going to die. Literally, before he even gets a chance to think he's going to die, they say, you know what? Throw him in a pit. Now he thinks he's stuck in a pit. Uh, minutes later, they take him out of the pit. They send him with uh, it was supposed to be this horrible, horrible caravan, smelly place, and what happens? It's a beautiful spice caravan. And before he knows it, he's in Egypt, not, not in a dungeon, not in a slave market. He's living in the palace. And not only that, they put him in charge. They put him in charge. Then what happens? He gets thrown in jail. Horrible. He gets in jail. The second he's in jail, guess what? He's in charge. They take him out of jail. Right away, he becomes the head of the whole world, really. You see that the way Hashem works, and this is, I think, right now with COVID and with all the kinds of crazy things out there, we need this energy and message of Hanukkah that things can literally change like this. It seems hard when things go off, but we can all look back in our life and we can think of things where we thought they were never going to end. It could be a fight with someone. It could be... um, a health situation, whatever it might be, I'm not trying to under empathize where things need to be empathized, but um, but it's certainly something you know, like I told someone once, someone told me they didn't believe in God, so I said, Is it possible there's a God? He said, Yeah, it's possible there's a God, so it's certainly not whether we want to expect things, but to be hopeful is certainly what Hanukkah is about, and that a healthy hope is uh, is a good thing to have. So that reminds me of a song in Hallel. The mitzvah in Hallel, the mitzvah of Hanukkah is to thank Hashem to sing. It's actually a mitzvah on Hanukkah, to sing and thank Hashem. La Hodos Ula Hallel to thank and to sing. So one of the songs that we sing in Hallel, if you have an article sitter, it's a um, famous song. I think it was written. It was uh, the the uh, composed. The lyrics are from Kings uh, from from. Uh, Probably about uh, 20, uh, 2700 years ago, when King David. But the uh, the uh, the song, was I think in the '60s. It's called "Lo Amos Ki Echyeh, which means we tell Hashem, "I, I'm not dying. I, I'm going to live. It's not that I'm just not dying. I'm going to live, and I'm going to say over how wonderful God is." Because as long as i'm alive as long as I'm alive I have something I have something to be happy about, so we'll sing that song I think we'll talk a little more about that. but the point of this song is to is to think about about something something about being alive that is um that is uh good. <laughs> Sapema go, I shall not die, oh. Shall and relate the good deeds of God. For I am still alive. I am slowly. Shirei I open up. The gates of righteousness I will enter, I will enter them and thank God, this is the gate of righteousness. So the eighth way to wisdom is joy. You know, sometimes we wait for joy. But it says in the ethics of the fathers that a person can actually be, decide they want to be happy whenever they want. Now, it sounds kind of nuts. You know, Get in a car accident today, I decided to, uh, to see. You know, I live on top of a hill a little bit. I figure, let me see if I, if I can get out of my driveway easily. Fine, I'll drive because it stops snowing. And if I can't, then I won't. So my car drives nicely down the hill. Perfectly, I had asked a friend of mine who lived right next to the shoal if I could park in his driveway because there's a parking van here in Providence. So I pulled in, everything going perfectly. I pull out and I reversed out nicely. And then I went into drive and it wouldn't go. It wouldn't go. It wouldn't go. And I pressed reverse again. I reversed the whole half a block. It wouldn't go back into drive. Thank God I was right by my friend's house, so I just reversed backwards right by my friend's house. I left the car there, you know? And uh, that was frustrating. So I call up my father-in-law, who happens to have the same car as me, and I said, this ever happened. It's working. There's no snow. I see, so you know what? It sounds like it's probably your transmission. He said, if you can reverse and you can't go straight, it sounds like it's transmission. So right now my car is sitting there outside in front of my friend's house on 97 Savoy, and we'll find out tomorrow what happens. So when that happens, you have two choices. You can be, oh, my gosh, either I lost my car or I lost a lot of money. And I'm going to have to walk back up to my house in the cold. But joy means, joy has nothing to do with what happens. The definition of joy, and this is such a good Hanukkah message, the, 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 the definition of joy is looking forward to some, the, the pleasure I have when I look forward to something that will be pleasurable. So what do I do? I, I didn't do this. I think I did a pretty good job. But what did I do? I was like, you know what? Tonight it's going to be the last night of Hanukkah. I'm going to have six out of my seven kids lighting with me. What else could I want? It's my wife's birthday today. Thank God. You know, so maybe you are a couple thousand dollars out, right? So you can always and uh, think of as long as a person's alive, and you I mean I, I'm not on. I'm, thank God I don't have any major challenges. But you hear people who survived harrowing situations, the Holocaust, and real health issues. The way they 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 keep going is they think. I know with my grandmother, of lesser memory, Grandma Mary. Uh, you know she used to always when you go to you say you know you you look forward to the next simcha. You look forward to the next happy occasion. And then no matter even even if you don't have everyone has something. To look forward to, and that's why we can say we're so happy when we look forward to uh, to being alive. So let's uh, let's sing another song. I think there's pretty well-known songs here. Try to pick well-known ones. Give me a second. So um, one of the ways that we uh, that we stay happy is. Um, we uh, we do it as a community, and even though we're not necessarily spending that much time together, but when we consider ourselves a part of something bigger. So in Hallel, the third um, the third cha- uh, sorry the fourth chapter in Hallel, it's a, f- a famous song. It talks all about how the Jewish people they celebrate together. It says how we're all going to bless Hashem. It says. We, um, the house of Israel blesses Hashem. The house of Aaron blesses Hashem. The kids bless Hashem. The heaven blesses Hashem. The earth blesses Hashem. The, it talks about all parts of the of the universe are all blessing Hashem, and it ends off together how we all will continue to bless Hashem. Now, by the way, the key to staying happy is continual thanks. A person's thankful person continues to bless other people. It says, those who bless are blessed. So that we say, we end off the, ch- the chapter, we will continue to bless Hashem forever. So that's, uh, you know, the person giving themselves a pep talk. So, uh, you know, usually I get to sing the song a lot. Yeah, you know, every day in Shul. And I, th- I think this year, maybe one day, it was, I uh, usually have one in such a rush with a lot, a lot of the COVID minion on I mean, him. If you have a COVID minion, if you have one, Everyone wants to get out as soon as possible. I'm not saying they're wrong, but usually. Uh, so let's. Why don't we sing? Um, uh, my solo. I'm trying something new. There's actually. Um, um, they. Uh, I trying singing. There's actually some more people on than you see. I was trying singing streaming from Facebook. Also, not really good at that, but uh, okay. So let's sing the song fourth chapter in Hollow Psalm 115. It's actually started uh, on YouTube uh, from Mordecai ben David. You are you are You and your children recognize that you are, each and every person is beloved by God. If, if, if you think everyone doesn't like you one day, nobody likes me, God always likes you. And your mother. I oh, you say, The heaven belongs to God. But this world is ours. We are totally in control of our our uh, our destiny loha may seem ya little ya go Na, 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 let's jump. Psalm 117, 118, the famous Hodu, we say it by the Seder. Now, again, so many times we get sort of such a rush, we don't even, even by the Seder, we don't necessarily uh, think about the words. You know, sometimes over the years, and certainly by Hanukkah, 2,200 years ago, the Greeks accused us, of not being interested in being part of the society. Greek perceived themselves, rightfully so, as they saved the world. The world was very barbaric. They introduced culture and the sciences and philosophy, and it really had a lot in common with Judaism. And in fact, the Greeks actually had no interest in getting rid of Judaism. They approached it and they said, you know what, you could be Jews, be Jews, but we want you to... Uh, adopt uh, what what uh, Greek philosophy has to offer, and at first it worked. The problem is is the Greeks ha- ha- were frustrated, because what the Greeks did. Everyone thinks America is the melting pot, but really Greek, the Greek Empire was the first melting pot, as they their culture infiltrated every country, every country became Greek. The Jews were adopting the sciences. Of course, they were adopting um, the, the sciences, the philosophy, the Olympics. But the Greeks were frustrated oh, because what was happening was the Jews were still being Jews. The Jews were adopting a Greek culture, but they weren't. Be- they, they were still. They were not turning into Greeks. And the Greeks looked at that as as competition. They said, "You know what?" People are going to see the Jews, and they're going to see the Greeks, and they're going to pick the Jews over the Greeks. So they said, we got to get rid of these Jews. And unfortunately, what happened with, with the propaganda happened then, and it happened again throughout history, and it happened again most recently in the, by World War II, and unfortunately uh, it's happening now in different places, is that there's propaganda that Jewish people don't care about anybody else. Right, all we care is about ourselves. We want to be rich. We want to be powerful, and you know it's and that's so far from the truth. We say it in the in the hollow. The song, which I think you know, I'm one of those people. You know, you sit there with trepidation. How is is the Khazan going to sing a fast song, a slow song? Is he just going to dobbin it up? You know what's he going to do? But most places on Shabbos, at least. This, these two chapters, they sing. Psalm 117 and Psalm 118. What does it say? Praise Hashem, all nations. We're not, we're not the only ones who say we can praise Hashem. We want everyone to praise Hashem. Even the temple was kibesi, to Philo. The temple was a house of prayer. It was for everybody. Says this, the King David praise Hashem, all nations praise him, all the states, for his kindness has overwhelmed us, and the truth of Hashem is eternal. And then we say, We bring the whole world together, and then we say, Give thanks to Hashem. Let the Jewish people say, Let the house of Aaron say, Let me say, Let all those who fear Hashem say, We're not exclusive with the, the, the temple the Jewish people had, which the Greeks. Wanted to get rid of it because they thought the Jewish people were a threat. The Jewish people aren't a threat. The Jewish people bring everyone else up when we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So let's sing. Again, like I said, I felt this year on Hanukkah we didn't uh, sing as much as we usually do. Again, this is one of those uh, parts of hollow that there's endless tunes to do. Um, So uh, let's let's think of a, a, a common one to do. Okay, I'm going to do this one because my zaddy liked this one, um, uh, Rabbi Taub. Right? you may not know it, but you know what? I, see, I'm, a, I'm an outreach rabbi, and I always have this, this dilemma. Do I sing songs that everybody knows so they could sing along, or do I once in a while you sing a song maybe not everybody knows and they can see the beauty in that song? So I, I go back and forth. So this may be a, a a different tune that you never heard heard before, but it's a good tune, All right? And we have candles uh, here still going. Are you ready? Here we go. Hallelujah, Shabbat Shalom. I I la na 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 Sasham. I the I kill the mana die. You want you can you can like you have a hard time falling asleep because it goes it's easy it's a Hasidic tune hi i'm actually trying tonight like i said we're trying to stream on facebook also so hopefully other people in the wild world are going to see this but uh good to have everyone who's on so you know what sometimes you wonder you know there's there's different opinions In the world of kumzitz lore, do you sing songs that have words or do you sing songs that don't have words? In Hasidic circles, they tend to sing songs that don't have words. In the Lithuanian slash Litvisha world, we tend to sing songs that have words. So in the time of Hanukkah, unfortunately, our biggest enemy was internal. The Jews were very very, very heated, violent fights about whether or how much should they integrate into society. But fortunately, this is a fight which is a friendly fight. But it's it's helpful to understand why. Well, Shlomo Karbach, he kind of danced in both worlds very much. He was a student of the Lakewood Yeshiva. You don't get more litvish than that. But he hung out in San Francisco in the 60s, and we know where that was, Right. And uh, every, everyone sings their songs. Shlomo Kabach used to say that a song is, when, when you sing, it's the language, it's the expression of the soul. And our soul is not limited by words. So Hasidim say that, you know, we don't want to limit, we want our soul to fully be allowed to express itself. And not to, if you, any words you're going to say, which are great words, but they're going to limit the, you don't want to limit your soul. The Litfisher people say, get real. What do you what do you think? You got to let your soul, you got to tap into your soul. Why don't you find some words, focus on those words. And they're both right. There's a time for both. And, um, and that's why. uh a lot of times, what I do is I'll, you start off a song, you, you see this in a lot of yeshiva people, you start off with a song that has words, you do the chorus once, maybe twice, and then what do you do? Then you start ayayaying. And I see them, they stick with more with the ayayaying, and, and they're both good. So before we do another song, I wanted to share, again, we said part the weekly Torah portion always, almost always has what to do with Hanukkah, we said the story of Yosef and his brothers always happened, almost always, it always coincides with Hanukkah. The question is, how much of the story? So, in the story of Yosef, I mentioned this in my partial class earlier. Yosef is asked to give an interpretation. So, in the partial class, we kind of said, kind of is interesting, you know, he's. If the head, the biggest leader in the world calls you in to give you, to ask you to do a specific thing, right? Let's say something had to be done. You don't do more than you're asked to do. You don't start improvising, offering your two cents, right? And what does Joseph do? He gives a lot of his, he gives more than two cents, he gives a whole chapter, a whole paragraph, and he says, you know, you should hire someone to take care of the country and do this and do that. He starts giving, a, a, you know, a whole job description for himself, and then he gets the job. How do you have the chutzpah to do that? What kind of chutzpah is that? He's a jailmate, comes out and starts telling the um, the head of the world, He thought, especially he was a self-proclaimed god, that he told him uh, how to run his country. So I saw, I forgot where I saw this. I saw an amazing idea. He said, you know what? We've all experienced, and I'm sure everyone here has experienced this. Has anyone ever gotten unsolicited advice they did not appreciate? Right? <laughs> I think um, most unsolicited advice is not appreciated. Right? Most of us don't appreciate any you know, unsolicited advice. We probably don't appreciate advice even when, when uh, it is solicited. But um so but why but but there are some people all of us might have one person in our life or an occasional person that will float in at an event a lot of times it might be an old man or an old lady or uh or some kid or something and they'll give you unsolicited advice and it won't bother you you know Maybe you could think of someone like that. You know, some people, anything they say is fine. Some people, everything they say is not fine. Right? So what what about, what what is it about some people when they give you unsolicited advice, you're like happy to hear it. You're like, wow, that's just a great idea. And there's some people, they can give you unsolicited advice or even solicited advice. And you're like, come on, what are you saying? It's insulting. So Yosef, What if you think about it? What's it about those people that give you unsolicited advice and you don't mind? Because you feel they really have no agenda. It's not about themselves. They're not trying to push their ego up. They're not trying to put you down. They're not trying to control you. They just, they just, uh, they just, they just just really care. They just want to say something. They have nothing bad to offer. Yosef was such a positive altruistic, sincere person, people like that, they can give unsolicited advice. And not only can they, they feel they should. Because the only reason not to say things are if people aren't going to listen. But if people are going to listen, then you should say it. And that's why we, it bothers us. Why do you say give unsolicited advice? Well, that's because we're used to our humdrum, uh negative world that that unfortunately we live in. But in a world where, and I, I have people like that in my life, you have certain people, they could say anything to you and you're like, wow, thank you so much for telling me. So that's a, one of the energies of Hanukkah, which hopefully we can pick up, is that, you know, look at the candles, you see purity, you see sincerity, and you look at, you know, the next time someone gives you unsolicited advice, you know, you know maybe they were a little bit into themselves, but you know what? They're good people. They don't. They mean well. Most people mean well most of the time, even when they even when they don't. So so um so let's sing another song, which is uh, certainly very uh, very appropriate along those lines. And um, one of the ways to uh, to uh, to stay happy is to uh have faith so in Hala we say at the end of the third paragraph in psalm 115 another kalbach here talk about how the jewish people trust in god and he always takes care of us <speaking in Hebrew> Yisrael, 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 That's how the only way we get through everything is if we uh, we even got think about the story of Hanukkah for a second. You think about it. It's insane what ha- what happened in the story of Hanukkah. Imagine. Right now, we have a few people on Zoom here, and imagine we would decide we're taking on the United States government in a war. Tonight, going to do that, hand out a few kitchen knives, and uh, we're taking on, we call up a uh, president, we say uh, we hereby are waging war, and we go, we find a cop, God forbid, and we disarm the cop. And we got a few guns. Could do that. Eight people could disarm a cop. Unfortunately, it happens. Very sad. And we do that with a few other cops. And before you know it, we, t- we have 3,000 people. According to the, some people, we had the most the Maccabees had. The most, absolute most, was 10,000 people with no cavalry, no elephants. It made no sense. If you go over to Judah the Maccabee, everyone thinks Judah the Maccabee, this courageous, fearless, confident. If you would have gone over to Euda You he would say, do you think you're going to win this war? He would say, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to go out there, and somehow I never even brandished a sword before. Somehow, God's going to make it work, and it worked. Right? That That's, uh, that's the only way. The only way things work is when, um, and that's a major energy of Hanukkah. Right now, all of us, if we have um, our head. If we're at all in touch with reality, we know we're not in charge, right? We know COVID. Hopefully, it will disappear. Vaccine, no vaccine, right? It, it, Hashem definitely is talking loud, and there's no question. One of the messages is that um, that He wants us to realize we're not in control. And I think by the story of Hanukkah, unfortunately, now, um, you think about it. You know, we've had eight, nine months of COVID, and we still think we're in control. It's insane. Yeah, we're not in control. We can't even park where we want. We can't even go where we want. We can't even, we can't do anything we want to do, right? But we still think we're in control. You know what happened in the story of Hanukkah, according to the many, many, many accounts? This incredible victory over the world power... And for the first year, most people said, it's all us. Most people did not recognize that this was a miraculous war. And that was actually why Hashem, first, Hashem had no need to. Many people ask, famous question, Hashem didn't have to do a miracle to make the candles last for eight days. Everyone was impure. The law is, when everyone's impure... You can light impure candles. So they say God sent the eight miraculous supernatural miracle to do what? To wake us up. to He coveted them. You know what COVID's supposed to do? It's supposed to tell you, wake up, you're not in control. And hashem saw, you see those candles, they lasted for eight days. Do you agree that that you're not in control of that? Well, you know what. You weren't in control on the battlefield either, and that's one of the messages of Hanukkah. And it's not a a weak weak. It's not a weekend of a weakness. It's a strength when a person could say, what, what's me and what's Hashem?" And imagine if if if, if COVID's on me and we're in trouble. If COVID's on Hashem, Hashem can could be gone tomorrow. I don't know why he's making it last. Maybe if we all realize that it would uh, go away. That's another energy of 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 Hanukkah. Hopefully. The same way the Jewish people merited then to have supernatural miracles will also merit to have uh, supernatural miracles. So let's uh let's sing a famous song. It starts off slow and it goes fast. It has Hasidic. it has the, the, the Litvish. Uh, this song basically means it's good to thank Hashem and it's good to sing Hashem and to talk about how wonderful things are. And you know what I'm gonna do? No, we'll sing this song and I will, I'm going to share my, I can share my screen. No, I can't share my screen. Okay. Uh, actually, you know, I'm going to do what reclaim being the host and I'm going to show a video for a second, because I think you get a break. It's good to have a break for me. There you go. This is a very, actually, this song is a song we sing when we light the candles, famous song by Schwecky. It's about how they right now, uh, we're, we're towards the end of, of, of history. And Hashem has always, throughout history, um, saved us. And uh, even when when we thought, uh, um, I'm going to, he wasn't there. I am going to share my screen. One second. Okay. Hopefully, this works. Give me a second. I'm I'm a little bit of a dinosaur. Oops, still a dinosaur. Qué yo, lo que 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 yo, lo May. beautiful song One knows that song it's getting late so I uh, want to kind of uh, a, talk about one more energy of Hanukkah and um, and uh, maybe we'll start up with that and with that give me a second uh, okay so there's an interesting law it's an interesting law with Hanukkah. You know, we can't really relate to this, but I heard from my, one of my, uh, probably my main teacher in Jewish Florida, by Berger in Baltimore. He told me once that he, uh, one of the ways, he didn't say this, but one of the ways that he's become such a prolific uh, rabbi is that he, had, he he's made his business to connect to the previous generation in a very unusual way. He's talked to many students of the Chavetz Chaim to find out what Chavetz Chaim did. He'll talk to very. He'll talk to any way he can connect to the previous generation. He, he has so many stories, so many stories about from the Chavetz Chaim and other people. And so one thing he said, he was talking once to one of the students of the Chavetz Chaim. He said the Chavetz Chaim, he, um, they didn't have a lot of money in Poland. Very little money. And we're used to everyone having in our house tonight. We had eight menorahs going. One menorah was probably worth a few hundred dollars. We have so much candles tonight. We just look at candles. We have endless candles. But back in the day, people didn't have a lot of money. And in fact, this student of the Chavetz Chaim said, in the Chavetz Chaim's house, the greatest rabbi in his generation, they only lit one candle every night. Because that's the letter of the law. If you can't, if you can't afford to do eight, you do one, and you do the mitzvah. That's what people did for many years. But let's say someone has so little money, all the, Let's say last Shabbos, you only have money to light your menorah, right? or you have money to light your Shabbos candles. Now, you now again, you can't, make, it can't be the same. because We said before, Shabbos Hanukkah candles, you can't use them. Shabbos candles are meant to be used. So the law is, if you only have one, think what you would think. But which one would you buy? The, the Halacha says, the Gemara and Shabbos says, you, know, you buy on? the Shabbos candles. Like, you buy the Shabbos candles. You buy the Shabbos candles. Mind I'm muting, whoever are. Uh, you are. Buy, you buy the Shabbos candles. Why? Because Shabbos candles are meant to uh, spread peace. Because it used to be it was dark in the house. When it's dark in the house, it's not too peaceful. When it's dark in the house, so Shabbos candles represent peace. So one of the big uh, messages that uh, that we have is that unfortunately on Hanukkah our biggest enemy was uh, within the Jewish people there wasn't peace within the Jewish people and when the non when the nations of the world see the Jews aren't peace amongst themselves they say ah the Jews aren't so good and uh, not good things happen so one message when, when you look at the at the, net, the kennels of Hanukkah and we got a little ember here left means the program's almost over Um then uh, that we have, to, we, we have to find a way to have peace. have to find a way to have peace. And in fact, that's the message tomorrow. Vizos Hanukkah. Tomorrow we read, it's called, This is Hanukkah. And we read, every, we, it, it seems to be a waste of time. We read the same exact thing over and over again. What does it say in the Torah portion? It says, every one of the uh, princes of the Jewish people, they all brought the same present to the temple. And everyone says, Why well, have to waste our time? Just say all 12 brought the same presents. And in fact, why do they do that? What kind of ridiculous thing is that? Imagine you go to a party and everyone gives the same exact presents. What are you doing? And it was one of their ideas. One of their ideas said, so You know what happens when people bring different presents? They try to outdo each other. We don't want to outdo each other. So the last message we have from Hanukkah is let's not outdo each other. Let's, let, let's have unity. When you have unity, like we said earlier in the Parsha class, we said that when a person is sincere, when a person wants to do the right thing, unity happens, peace happens. If a person doesn't want to do the right thing, then, then, not, then there's separatism. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of messages that we, that we discussed tonight, we have the message of peace, the message of going above nature, the message that Hashem is always going to take care. The message of being able to stay happy by by focusing on the positive in the future. So let's talk about why don't we sing a song or two about uh, kind of famous songs about uh, unity and peace. We need that now. So um, so one of them we actually sing on Friday night. We say it on Friday night. We say it all the time. It's a famous probably one of the most famous passages from the Talmud. Uh, it's also a, um, uh, we'll do the Karbach one. It doesn't hurt to do the Karbach one, right? So here uh, Here goes. <laughs> love for all of our brothers and friends, for all of our sisters and friends. Please let me ask. Please let me see. Peace to you. Lima, This is the house, the house of. The Lord, I wish the best to you. This is the house, the house of the Lord. I wish the best to you. Now the same words. It's a little newer song. Naha ra'i si gamza kanti vila ra'i si tzadik uh shah is the yama sham is the yama sham Of course you can't and the Kana get together without uh this song and went with that. And once you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of Hanukkah, take all the energy. They say the last day of Hanukkah, you can, the Hashem is is wide open. According to some opinions, the last, last uh, seal from, from from Rosh Hashanah, it's, uh, the Hanukkah is the last. It's like you went to the post office and you get that thing. It said uh, you can come, still come to the post office and get and, and get it. So that's the message of Hanukkah. La hayama lanisem ya la porcan. De ala goriz de ala jeois ve ala nova moiche asisada ve sega. Bayavina zanoz. Ya hanisem ya la Yala, like Yala I see Allah, true. I see Allah, say, No, I am Yala, Yala, I I am a sin, be all the poor, God be all the good, I see all black screen, I I see all the good, I the good, I see I I am in a hymn as Oh, Next year, we should be in Yerushalayim, or at least not stuck by ourselves and our house is grabbed by car. Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. shall I? Shabbos, Fred and Hanukkah, thank you for coming on. Have a beautiful Hanukkah and a beautiful Shabbos. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Isn't that nice? Yeah.